This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. We're back on the Hafta. Some of you had said rather cheekily last week when the Hafta was a little late ki kya hua angrez apna lagan on news laundry hafta bhul gaye. And we said nahi although we were overworked and understaffed with Karthik and Parikshit both at location at the Media Rumble. Yet we did record the hafta. In fact, we gave you a hafta last week, which had the. Uh, uh, I, he doesn't like me to use the word expert, but Samrat, who is from uh, you know Bengal, Assam, Shillong, he's been all across that. He's lived there all his life, talking about the National Register for Citizens. So uh, we did come back. So I will say, thumping my chest again, Angrez apna lagana news laundry apna hafta kabi nahi bhulte. When the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. And when the public pays, the public is served. Support News Laundry. This week on the Hafta, here on the panel is a very well-balanced panel on gender, which we get a lot of criticism for. Now we have to learn to balance it on marginalized communities, which hopefully we should be able to do soon. We have Anand Vardhan. Hi, Anand. How are hello, you doing? Hello, hello. How's your health? Fine. Has the Delhi monsoon managed to get you down? No, no. Manisha Pandey, award-winning journalist. How's Hi, your health? Very bad. Coughing and sneezing and Delhi monsoon has got you. Totally got mm. me. इसीलिए कहते हैं सिगरेट मत पिया करो. And Madhu Trehan, our editor in chief. Hi. Congratulations on a spectacular media rumble. And to everyone here at News Laundry. And to all our subscribers, without you it wouldn't have been possible. And I'm Abhinandan Sekri. We will discuss the following today. And sorry, joining us on the phone. Sorry, Ram, because uh, I couldn't see you, and I'm such a sucker for the visual. Uh, On the phone is Ramanathan Subramanyam, Subramanyan, sorry, with more than nine years of journalistic experience. Ram has been with NDTV, Times Now, and others, and right now he is partner for content and strategy for the News Minute, a wonderful portal that covers the four sta- southern states in more detail than I think any other portal. So, hi Ram, uh, I'll just tell you what we'll discuss today. High-profile exits from ABP News and. following editors guild statement some like it some don't like it um mm. the freedom uh, the foundation of media professional statement much speculation about what led to the exit we've carried a piece on it the wise carried a piece on it prasun has given his point of view hopefully we'll have more perspectives coming then we have the passing away of the dmk chief karunanidhi who was a huge huge presence in tamil politics we will have ram telling us about what that means for the future of politics in Tamil Nadu and also what was that fracas about he should be buried at uh, you know Marina Beach as opposed to the other place where they were giving him space to get buried there was also i think four deaths at his his basically funeral to nahi kahenge funeral hi kahenge na three deaths yeah, three funeral funeral really i didn't know those three deaths so because of the stampede, stampede, stampede and okay. because the thousands of people oh who came my god so um, You know, I also wonder before I carry on of the menu of things that we have. You've seen the visuals of when Bapu passed, right? When Bapu was murdered, the, those visuals. I, I mean, were there any deaths or were they were not reported? I don't know. I mean, that was a sea of humanity. But I mean, were we just more civilized people back then, or there were no TV cameras, or were less hysterical? Any, anyone also speculate on what happened then and now? Because I'll tell you, I have read a bit on the psychology of of stampedes. because it's a man-made disaster mm. and it's basically selfishness it's like every man for himself i'm going to get out of here trampling killing and power of rumor power of rumor a rumor also starting it off and then just i don't care who i'm stepping over 
whether it's a child or a panic sets off and then panic, and then you're just and no, that I think it displays the one key thing the selfishness but i'm just wondering because i covered the rath yatra jagannath puri if any of you attended the rath yatra i mean be ready for some serious physical you know combat i had i had no idea what to expect or mai gade ki itna apne do bade bade camera leke we were shooting the rath yatra and then once the that's where the word jagannath comes from right from yeah. the jagannath yeah. yatra once it starts rolling they have this huge log it's like timber full you know maybe a 40 50 foot tree cut it's been stripped and so if they have to stop that rath they just pull this chain and that that log just rolls off the rath and it will stop the rath because it will fall in front of the wheels um so when i used to see i mean when i saw it i asked the dudes there i said it's a miracle no one dies here under this rath look at the people you're going shoved and and these guys these pandas are spraying water so that you don't faint in the heat because it happens around this only in july and um one of the guys said not if he was telling the truth or not he was fairly old he ran a mithai shop right next to jagannath puri temple he said of course people die now they don't they used to die but that time there was no tv channel so you never got to know i was like you know, oh. <laughs> so maybe at bapu's funeral also maybe people died another thing i found that uh, many times when i'm in a jam packed crowd like people in front of me behind me side of me everything everyone's pushing and somebody pushes me really hard i push back i turn around push back and i think like there's going to be a fight here usually it's some you know uh, tough looking woman and i push back then they don't mind yeah. there's no fight Indian, it's like yeah. normal it's, yeah, you push back it's okay you're used to being shoved around it's in uh, in public space or many stampedes are meant for public spaces only so uh, i think uh, the most uh, different kind of stampede uh, occurred in india in 96 when uh, in uh, there was a match going on between india and new zealand in nagpur and uh, Uh, in the second innings after 12 or 13 overs uh, there was a stampede in the stadium mm. and 15 16 people got killed and oh, the wow. match and the match continued is that and right the, yes the match what was the stampede about like why? like uh, uh, they crack firecrackers uh, uh, the, so uh, so some people say this is that it was bomb or something so the rumor somewhere you say nagpur nagpur yes to uh, at vidarbha cricket association stadium so and even after uh, the death of 15 people the match was completed for two uh, hours more the match was played which was strange wow but what does that Gandhi's say about death, us i wouldn't be surprised if there would be because he was murdered but i don't understand like in tamil nadu somebody is naturally dying is an old man he's 95 he's gone and then police is suddenly starting making no, arrangements expecting f- expecting people to go crazy also uh, uh, in Strange. south uh, in tamil nadu and karnataka the also the joke is that uh, if you unfortunately commit suicide after death of a leader you would be counted that you committed it because of the leader's death so if you are Uh, <laughs> wanting the cause of your suicide to be known when you have to time be, it better be careful and don't commit it after a leader dies <laughs> so, so. <laughs> but uh, i've we've all seen the footage of um, gandhi ji's funeral mm. there were masses of crowds but you didn't see them pushing or anything but there was at one sombre. point when uh, jawaharlal nehru uh, admonished the crowd and pushed the crowd back himself but that was just a few minutes when you see the the cortege moving down the streets you see people just standing there stunned 
So I'll move on to the what's on the menu other than uh, the things we've just spoken about. Then there's what's the about Article 35A. Uh, in fact, day before yesterday, I think there was a hearing in the Supreme Court. Uh, doesn't even know what happened. 35A, for those of you who don't know, is the article that grants special privileges to permanent residents of the state of Jammu and Kashmir. And only they can buy property and settle there and outsiders can't. And a Delhi-based NGO has filed a case saying that why can't we as Indians also settle down there. And in fact, if this... If the Supreme Court does strike it down, then there is a realistic chance of Article 370 also somehow kind of... Well, 35A comes under 370. Mm. And um, the main thing is that Jawaharlal Nehru was responsible Mm. for this. I think Anand will have more uh, accurate details than I would. But from what I recall, it was the, as we had mentioned before, it was the Kashmiri pundits Mm. who were afraid of uh, people coming from... North Indian businessmen coming and taking over th- and competing and and uh, doing bus- business in Kashmir, which would sideline the Kashmiri Pandit's business. Mm. So that was one aspect of it. Um, it was also an appeasement to Sheikh Abdullah at that time. Uh, Although I'm not sure Nehru was responsible because a negotiation was done by Sardar Patel. So... I don't see how Nehru has anything to do with this. No, he had uh, he had huge influence on this he issue. Did, but the negotiation he considered himself he considered himself a Kashmiri. No, but first. the negotiation was done by Patel. He was the one who went to Sheikh Abdullah and did the whole thing that you want us to save your ass, sign this accession treaty and the accession treaty, the terms and conditions of which uh, I've forgotten the name. But our Kashmir no, but Kikani has the detail. There was one bureaucrat. Nehru had thirty-five A. Okay, hmm. the act came into being in 1954 uh, 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 as part of president's order. By hmm. that time, Sardar Patel was no more. Hmm. So that's so he was the prime minister. He can. Then, okay. So it uh, the act uh, the 35A came into being in 1954 as an act of parliament. As a president's order, executive. That's the, that's the, that yeah. is what is at stake hmm. in this court hearing. Hmm. That is a pres- president's order. Is this valid? Because it was never tabled in parliament or debated in parliament. Hmm. It was just done as a decree. So that is the question. Secondly, I I do believe that it also there's another issue in it, a smaller issue, but to some a huge issue, which is that if a Kashmiri woman marries a non-Kashmiri, uh, she loses her title property, for property, all, property, her rights. property and rights mm. as a Kashmiri. So that's a gender that's, issue as well. That's another Equality. issue. Is something that Suranda Pushkar had also raised? She right? had yeah. raised it, I yes. remember, yeah. So the, uh, so the thing is that if, for example, India had done what China has done to Tibet, where when they first marched in, they actually shipped train loads of Chinese into the area, hmm. asked them to intermarry, uh, built infrastructures, factories, provided jobs, and basically infiltrated th- through economic and social means. So today, actually, it is difficult to find a pure Tibetan in this gen, in the millennial, or in actually like children or. Uh, of that generation, uh, there's such a mixture of Chinese there that that was their policy. In fact, we did the opposite. But then you know what happened in the Supreme Court? This was supposed to be scheduled for the sixth. Deferred. It has been hearing has been. It deferred. has been deferred. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, as usually, just kicking the can down the road, which is what we do best. Um, the, and other news this week, uh, the shocking. But BJP has always included it in their manifesto whenever they've uh, stood for elections this article 370 has and always Ram and, and, and uh, Ram, 370 
uh, uniform civil code. These are two issues that they have always included in their manifesto See, uh, and they've mm. never been able to accomplish mm. it. BJP's predecessor, Jan Sang, got interested, uh, Syama Prashad Mukherjee got interested in it because of Balraj Madhok uh, from Jammu region and uh, Jammu Praja Parishad. So Mukherjee's emphasis in a slogan was Ek, so Ek, Ek Desh Me Do Vidhan, Do Pradhan and Do Nishan, that is symbols, so mm. Nahi Chalega. So, uh, so there are two flags. Yes, so now center has not uh, filed a counter affidavit to not do away with this. They want a discussion. They want a constitutional discussion in the Supreme Court. Otherwise, uh, if they were not interested, they would have filed a counter affidavit that we want this act to stay. In fact, uh, Shah Mustafa Mukherjee died also when he had gone to Kashmir uh, mm-hmm. to for an agitation. Yes, and, and there are many conspiracy theories about it. Some Did uh, Madhok, someone died on the Jammu Tavi Express also, right? Um, who was that? Madhok died, uh, I think, in 90s or, or, or much later in Rajan Nagar in Delhi. Uh, Shah Prasad Mukherjee died when he had gone for the Kashmir agitation. There was someone who died on the Jammu Tavi Express. Near Mughal Sarai, Din, Din, uh, Din, Din Dayal Dayal Padhyay. Padhyay, yes. Right, right. In the so, um, so, yeah, so um, anyway, we'll see what comes of but that. Then the whether was it was Jammu Tavi Express, I don't know. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, that's in my head. Um, but yeah, you should check that, those of you listening. Uh, then uh, there was the ghastly case of the shelter homes rapes in uh, Muzaffarpur. I mean, I read about that case and I really. Even though we've been so desensitized, I really didn't want to read no more. And I saw the report on NDTV. Uh, and now they do, it started off with, I think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Atul, it started off with one shelter home, but it went down to 12, right? 14. 14 shelter homes. And, and we had actually broken that story um, about two weeks ago. And now it's snowballed into, um, they're doing a audit of uh, shelter homes across Uttar Pradesh as well. Because there have been some complaints in UP, in Devaria. So, yeah, there was that. And, of course, the two stings, one by India today, of cops as hitmen in Uttar Pradesh. The other was NDTV's sting on these men who have been accused of lynching uh, Pelu Khan. Um, Pelu Khan was carrying cows. Uh, and it's based in Rajasthan. And it was, um, I, I mean, you have to see that video to believe it. So, let's first start off with Ram on the Karnandi issue. And then we can move on to the rest. So let me get the first clarity on um, two things, Ram. Uh, that yeah. A, I, what is the significance of a burial happening for um, you know Jalalita and Anna and uh, Karnanidhi, all the other Hindus? And secondly, um, okay. what is the the the, the prime uh, you know Marina Beach? What what is the status? Why did that become a point of contention? That should uh, Karunadi be buried there? And for those of our listeners who don't know the full picture, if you could quickly just also briefly tell us what the whole confrontation was that he should get a burial at, at Marina Beach. All right. So you made three questions. I'll go with them one by one. All right. So the first thing about burial as a Hindu, well, uh, there are lots of communities here which are Hindu communities which go for burial, right? Uh, the idea that the cremation has to happen necessarily is a fairly Brahminical idea. Um, you'll see mostly the upper, certain upper caste, which uh, 
which which go for cremation necessarily speaking but there are lots of cars uh, uh, you know which are oppressed cars which usually uh, which also go for for a burial so it's not necessary that uh, you know it's not really unheard of so oh, sorry, was this that, uh, was this a pushback during the Periyar movement to reject Hindu customs, or was it there before? Did it, did it predate Periyar? Well, I don't know. Frankly, I I don't know so much history with regards to you know cremation uh, procedures, but uh, I wouldn't think so. I think uh, these are longer-standing traditions uh, of uh, being buried and not uh, not 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 being cremated. I I think it would outdate Periyar. Uh, that 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 would be my guess. All right. Uh, but in a way, I mean, uh, I don't think uh, they're political, so so to speak. They're as religious uh, as uh, uh, you know when 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 the upper caste want to cremate. Uh, they, um, it's not really a political statement to make uh, to to bury the body. There are a lot of uh, uh, castes which which uh, continue doing that. I see. Um, yeah, that's number one. Number two, as far as where, whether it's Marina or whether it's uh, the Gandhi Mandapam, it's near Anna University. See the broad understanding. The broad understanding always was that since Anna was was uh, buried in um, in Marina, that that was uh, the space which was meant for Dravidian Star Wars, right? Uh, it's not like it's been recorded anywhere. It's not like somebody came out and said that openly. But in the minds of people, in the minds of politicians, the broad understanding was that Anna was buried there, Emjar was buried there, later Jalalta was buried there. See, for example, when Jalalta. Uh, died. None of us had this conversation, right, as to where she was going to be buried. It, it was, was understood. Naturally, uh, it was understood she'd be buried there. Exactly. It was understood that she was, um, you know, it was going to she was going to be buried there. And so, you know, that's what um, we kind of did. So, b- before Ram carries on, I'll just explain to our listeners who Anna is. In case you don't know who Anna is, Anna is Anna Durai, who was the successor to Periyar movement. Periyar was. Erode Ramasamy Nayakar, who started the Justice Party, the Munnetra Karagam, which is the basically fountainhead for both the IDM and DMK. No, 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 wait, 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 no, you got it wrong. Then? The Justice Party became a Dravida Karagam. Dravida Karagam, the right. Dravida, Dravida Karagam. The Dravida Munnetra Karagam, which is DMK. DMK, yeah, DMK then it split. So Anna yeah. split it. So basically, Anna is Periyar's successor. The That's political why. successor. Yeah. You can say the political successor because uh, Periyar never wanted to go to politics. He wanted to remain as a social movement. Yeah, so that is the importance of being buried next to Anna, basically. Yeah, you oh. can say that. Okay. Because, so, you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you can take it from here. Hmm. The broad understanding always was that uh, because Anna was the political father for all the Dravidian leaders who came after Periyar uh, and he was buried in the marina, uh, it was always understood that all Dravidian stalwarts will be given a final resting at the Marina Beach near his Samadhi. Um, for instance, uh, when Jalalta passed away, uh, it was never a question of, it was never a debate. There was never a question raised as to where she should be buried and who, whether she should get a place there or not. It was easily understood and known that her final resting place was going to be uh, near Marina. Also because, of course, MGR was also buried there. Uh, uh, but in this case, suddenly this question uh, kind of came up. Uh, now why the government of Tamil Nadu uh, had to, you know, raise, uh, you know, start spark off a debate like this? Uh, uh, what did they have in mind? This is all, you know, anybody's guess. Uh, it's uh, you could you could think, um, uh, you know, it, it was because of the chief minister's own uh, arrogance or. Uh, you know, there are different kinds of rumors. So we really don't know what happened. But I think there is a very very broad consensus, even among the AIDMK leaders, even among AIDMK party men, that that was entirely unnecessary. Uh, you know, whatever, whether we like or not, whether we like Karunanadi or not, whether we agree with his politics or not, 
he's a man who you know who who changed Tamil politics and perhaps even Indian politics forever. Sure, and he and was huge. I mean, person like yeah. I mean, just across the amount of time that he was there. Um, in fact, um, I, I I read this book. Funnily enough, I just started reading this book like four weeks ago, and he died. So, um, mm. uh, by um, I think Shreya uh, Ravi Shankar. Um, there's the book. Sandhya on the, Ravi Shankar. Sorry. Sandhya Ravi Shankar. Sandhya, Sandhya. Right. So, um, I mean, mm. so you get an idea of how at the age of fourteen or fifteen, Karunanidhi had like jumped into politics, and um, mm. how mm. smart and how for how much time he kind of straddled. So yeah, I mean, he is probably bigger than in in one sense to Anna also. Well, yeah, not many would agree with that, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, did yeah, he, it was remarkable his his political career. Uh, the impact, see, the I think we have to always remember the kind of impact he had on Indian politics and our society at last today. For example, even Narendra Modi, when he spoke about federalism, uh, when he was a Gujarat Chief Minister. You know, the foundation for federal politics was laid by the Dravidian movement. It was these guys who were talking about federalism long back in 1950, in 1960, right? Uh, you know, also on the Hindi agitation, uh, we were talking about the states' rights and the the, the right of of people to determine uh, what they would like to do in their geographical entity. Uh, right. So, uh, everything else, federalism. We're talking about uh, you know linguistic rights. All the non-Hindi states today, which are fighting for uh, uh, you know linguistic rights or their own language, um, you know, all of them uh, uh, you know have to thank the Dravidian movement in some way because long, long ago these debates were made in the parliament uh, or in the assembly here in Tamil Nadu uh, and brought to uh, the larger public discourse only because uh, there were these people, including Karunaradi, who sat down and thought about these issues. So right. tell me, um, Ram. Uh, now with his passing and Jalada also going, is this the perfect time for the emergence of a new party or a political grouping? Because as long as these two were alive, they dominated uh, Tamil politics in a sense where even the BJP candidate got some 1,200 votes in the RK Nagar uh, hmm. election. He got less than like none of the above. So even a party like BJP or Congress couldn't make a dent. Is this the perfect time for someone, a new party or a new entity? Like, how do you see Tamil politics now? See, a new party or a new entity uh, would be rather difficult. Uh, I think what would be acceptable and apt to say at this point is that this is definitely the turn time for churn, and the churn's been happening. Uh, if you noticed, although Karunanidhi has died only yesterday or the day before, um, uh, definitely uh, uh, for the past couple of years he's been out of politics. It's been Stalin who's been. uh you know running the show as far as dnk is concerned so the churn is happening and this is the right amount of uh, the right time uh where this kind of a churn can happen and new new uh, you know the party can evolve uh, perhaps even ai dnk can evolve uh, tamil politics in its entirety can evolve and yes new faces can come in uh, you are seeing those new faces in rajnikanth or whoever new faces can come in but let me tell you why i think it is very uh, far fetched and would be remarkable for an entirely new party Uh, to sidestep DMK and ADMK uh, and and come about rise above them uh, is because of the importance of party machinery, right? Um, uh, you know, actually these are so well embedded. Karnan. I mean, over decades, these guys must be having their cadre in every district, village, town. So I mean, to kind of replicate exactly. that in a short term every would be impossible. Nukkar, every nukkar, you know, there will be auto stands which are DMK auto stands. There will be, wow. um, there, you know, there will be group level guys who are as vigorous and as Passionate about politics as uh, any top leaders are, they're a booth level guys. So mm. these workers, 
Sure. 
and tied it all away. And in a time like that, um, this this disruption which happened 70, 80 years back, uh, it, it still holds some value. And um, uh, we here, I think, um, uh, even even when it comes to uh, gender, um, criticism for every movement. Uh, but I think uh, you know, even in terms of uh, gender. The Dravidian movement has done a lot of enacted a lot of policies which uh, which are really. Um, Actually, yeah, really the, the, the entire focus on the girl child by Jayalalitha was actually um, it, it preceded similar kind of copycat schemes across the country. Uh, so yeah, actually, I, I learned a lot reading this book by um, uh, Sandhya Ravi Shankar, right? Sandhya, that's the first yeah, name. Yeah, Sandhya. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, thanks so much, Ram, for your time. Appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to your coverage of what happens in Tamil Nadu. And uh, more yeah, power to yeah, the news minute. Yeah, hope you guys go from strength to strength. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. So let's come out of that with the two sting operations. Let me start with you, Manisha, since you are feeling so unwell. You can just set the tone. Um, two amazing stings. Um, each time one feels that journalists don't do anything brave. I think this is a brave thing to do. And for those of you who are listening from around the country, around the world, uh, I don't know whether you're aware, but media houses have a very um, careful relation with the UP government as opposed to other governments. I'll tell you why. Because Media City, kya, media city kehta, na, usko kya kehta hai? Film City is in Noida. That falls under UP. So actually the Noida and all that land, there is some, it's not freehold, it's lease. So actually the UP government has always had some leverage over all media houses ever since Film City was born. So... Um, I mean, I'm not saying that they're always kind to them, but I know for a fact that uh, they report on the UP government a little more carefully than they would say on the Tamil Nadu government or the Gujarat government or the Rajasthan government. In such an environment, to do a sting like that, I think is fantastic. Those of you who haven't seen it, you have cops on camera admitting that if you want someone shot, 8 lakhs is the price. And the data they show, you know, since Yogi came into power, 1,200 encounter deaths. And when you see that, those, that data, you know, I don't know how we just thump about being the next superpower and liberal democracy. In any civilized country, numbers like this, and uh, again, I'm not saying that in America doesn't happen, but in America, one such death causes a national outrage. If there were 1,200 a year by cops in one state, only in, let's say, Texas. Uh, so There I, have been, um, in America, there have been deaths black youths targeted by so I'm saying it causes yeah, and it, is, it has created it has created an I'm saying imagine there were 1200 in one state mm-hmm. and and you had a cop on camera saying yeah if you pay me I'll shoot the guy and the, and the other and the other of course was these guys who are saying that we have the support of the government and usne guy ko kaata maine usko kaat dala wo pani mangta raha maine kaha tune marti guy ko pani diya tha ki nahi diya tha the glee with which they talk about beating a man to death is disgusting i mean it's vile. In fact, I was thinking in NDTV's case, I'm really wondering if a sting was needed. I think these guys would have knowingly also spoken about all of this, the kind of impunity they enjoy and the kind of... That's I mean, even you have the minister garlanding men who've just been, you know, uh, who've just bail. gotten out on bail. It's it's really now for a large section, it's like punya ka kaam kiya hai. So they would brag about it. I'm, I was really wondering if the reporter had just gone saying, I want to interview you and you want to talk about it. I was wondering if they'd just speak with as much openness as they did. But the good thing in NDV case is that um, it may just lead to some legal action also. Because in the Harpur case, I think uh, the victim's family has approached the Supreme Court and they've said that... Uh, 
they want to fast track the hearing and the supreme court is going to hear it out so I, i'm hoping that this thing results in some uh, action and and some relief for the victims families but i think it's a big step up for ndtv because the last thing they did was <laughs> they on auto drivers charging yeah. over charging people at like 5 rupees in delhi so yeah. uh, the, you know and and the journalist spent a month or two doing this he tracked he spent quite a lot of time looking at uh, trying to track these guys and speak to them so it's, yeah it's pretty Did you see the india today thing no india today i missed that well, thing that I was know. that was pr- that was very brave because that's again cops man and yeah. if the cop in the police station catches that you were yeah. trying to this oh thing him you no longer go to the police station yeah you're done there yeah, yeah. you're finished and again in the india today case there have been reports about these encounter killings i think neha dikshit has reported she's gone to the families of the guys who were shot yes there so, was that and then ndtv had also i think in fact shruti uh, who used to work with news laundry had done a story again tracking the families but again when you see those guys on camera say it it's it's another uh, yeah. okay. impact so, uh, altogether okay. now first one uh, today there has been a case in karnataka when an india today reporter has been beaten uh, uh, by cow smugglers beaten up beaten mm. up and his mobile phone uh, has been broken mm. Mm. so uh, he was uh, actually uh, covering uh, uh, on a raid by police on on uh, say on information supplied by some animal protection mm. activists so uh, he was bitten up uh, there and uh, um, i hope media takes up that case too mm. uh, second is uh, that uh, uh, rajasthan sting case so uh, li- like uh, asimanand case where sting uh, he caravan that was a sting he boasted, gave boasted lot of things here also is mm. bragging a lot of things i uh, I'll say that uh, whether it is uh, child lifting, cow smuggling, this uh, lynching is also a reflection of the retributive justice psyche in Indian society. Mm. That we would somehow give you that that kind of uh, punishment that is uh, in proportionate to what we consider it as a crime. So, so that street justice, instant justice. Uh, so that that is also a, a psyche of retributive justice in the, in popular culture you also you, in films you see the hierarchy of villains is somehow decided by how uh, brutally you kill so so the, mm. so the most wild person is killed most brutally mm. so also this retributive justice that we are the justice deliverers yeah I, but yeah. i think it's while that is true that there is this psyche of we are basically a rather uh, insensitive and and uh, dehumanized and primitive community no matter what we keep saying about how we had internet during mahabharat uh, <coughs> i think the word justice is a key point in the present environment i don't think it's so much about justice as about saying i can do what the fuck i want because i belong to a cult which is the rss or bjp or whatever hindu thinks you might and therefore the rules don't apply to me i think it is more than justice I don't think they care about justice as long as you justice can be justice uh, as they define it as they define it because no, justice, I was, justice has uh, no one dimensional definition sure so, so as I, they see it I was at this uh, so, so actually I don't even think they see it as justice that's yeah, what the point I'm I making I think it's more like, about putting was, the other person in I was driving yesterday uh, on Ring Road and uh, I've been driving from Dehradun to Delhi since I was like 4 years old so I'm used to these covered years 
because they come from you know the Haridwar uh, th- 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 they come all across that side and I have and they were so different you remember Madhu? What one noticed at that time was how disciplined it was hmm. and the and the dignity with which it was done and I mean there were off cases of you know a car being beaten up because they ran over some and I, I remember when I was in I think um, it, this was in the late 90s maybe early 2000s you know a car ran over some cavadias and they had blockaded the gate and that I mean stuff happened it wasn't like we were all holding hands and singing uh, you know Vaishnava Jandote Ne Kahije but the but the but I think right now the sudden change in the last year or two I would link directly to Modi's coming yesterday at Moti Bagh where the IS officers live IPS officers live in just behind an RK Puram for about 20 of them it's not like there were 200 just fucking 20 of them to take over the road and you know kick cars and say you move there and you move there and create a little camp for the people which is and everyone's created camps even you have Mr. Kejriwal smiling face sucking up to these guys at Siri Ford Road covered you in the by lane they have completely blocked the by lane with the tambus for them I think it is not about anything other than it's our guy in the center and we can kick you in the face and no one can do shit to us it's it's just about that it's this it's it's completely a socio-political construct in my view yeah, and uh, has put patronage of the political party. So, I mean, it's not, it's just not about, it's just about putting no. the other community in its place. Uh, and parallel parallel to the, um, there are, uh, sorry, Haridwar Kamariya, there is, uh, in Bihar, the, there is Bolbam Yatra. It's from uh, Sultan Ganj in Bhagalpur to Devghar. So, uh, it's, uh, it's quite orderly and quite loved people. Uh, though there are some anti-social elements who drink and who weed and and there are some now the are I think the Delhi cowardiers are more unruly those who those who go from here they pass through also the demography of it is changing I would recommend a book in recommendations is from Stanford University Vikas Singh has done a study on cowardiers and pilgrims and the pilgrimages as the more moral protest so that is one thing, but Kamariyas uh, uh, in themselves are not a monolithic entity. Some mm. groups are unruly, some are just for uh, pilgrimage, some are. So uh, I don't think it's uh, correct to all say that all are just uh, moving with a political support. No, few maybe, most of them are not. Mm. But that's, isn't that true for like pretty much anything in the world? Mm? Isn't that true for like anything in the world, any community? I mean, you know, but many I of the people I think who are in the ISIS are there ideologically, some are there for the money. So that doesn't no, mean they've been radicalized. Most of them are not unruly, uh, what I am saying. Most of them are not. Few are, but few are enough to uh, cause disruption. But Anand, when you say that they don't have political support. He's saying some it, do. He's saying not all do. No, no, no. I'm not saying but it's not, not like political support, but okay, what you say that confidence of being. Yeah, that's being it. But it's not that anyone in the government has given a directive that you can do what you like and we you have our support. There's been no, and there won't be any official statement also, like also, that. Also, but in this a, there, what we see from what I've seen uh, from the 50s 
the there was a what I would call the scared Hindu. The Hindu was known as someone that uh, wouldn't hit back or slap or get violent. Then came Advani's Rathyatra, and I think in one sense I applaud that because it gave uh, Hindus a certain confidence which had been missing in my reading over the years after partition. It gave them a confidence and also it brought out what uh, Swami Vivekananda had said that he wanted the Hindu man to be like a samurai warrior. Hmm. But he said not to start the aggression but to defend his religion. Hmm. So that was one element that that was then coming forth during uh, after Advani's Yatrata. Now we see it going to another level completely, which has gone from confidence in your religion to outrage and rage, not outrage, just rage, rage, mm. which is legitimate towards anything that comes in your or what you perceive is coming in your way, which may not even be coming in your way. That's my reading. Hmm. Uh, Manisha, you want to say something before I have a letter to read? No. Anand, oh, you you one th yes, one thing. I think better policing is required. There is no doubt about it. And uh, in that, uh, the false equivalence between Namajis and uh, um, the Kamadiyas uh, in, in Europe, in many countries, and the Namajis would be taken as regular, mm. regular fest, and, and it, this would, is an annual event. There are festivities. Mm. The more accurate equivalent would be uh, the Guru Nanak procession or the Shabbat procession. So, right. uh, uh, but also Namazis don't obstruct in the way these policy, do. Uh, that is required. No, namazis have obstructed so, in certain areas. Th third is not in the park. No, no, no. So it was done in Mahim Junction. That's when Balthakre came to. But yeah. I'm saying talk talk about that in 2018 is there's no yeah. you know context to it. I haven't seen I, I, mean, I drive space. home every Friday and there's the two mosques coming the way. So there's a whole crowd of them. They cross the zebra crossing like everybody else does. They you know so I just think there is this resurgence. I mean I think the in Indian uh, political um, vote banks, it's not there is no vote bank that says that we want systems to work by the rules. Every vote bank wants rules for everybody, but not me. That is the vote bank. So right now that vote bank is, if I'm wearing a saffron cloth, how many people have you seen suddenly have a saffron cloth around their necks? Because it is a way of power that you fuck with me. I could be, probably he's not, so he'll probably go home crying. But he has put out a message that I could have 25 more guys like me who'll come and But how kick would you analyze and, and this? Besides, I think, sorry. How would you analyze this, Manisha, Anand? Anger, rage, related to religion. How has this happened? Because Hinduism does no, not propagate this uh, at yeah. all. And religion is also an, a base of identity. Like all identity politics, religion can also be. So it has been, it has been, in, it's not a very new phenomenon. Uh, but manifestation of it, articulation of it, uh, uh, of a repressed religiosity is uh, a phenomenon that has been evident in uh, last two decades more prominently than, than that is the case. Um, uh, also, police, police part, the Indian petrol service thing. Now, uh, yeah, the petrol yeah, service. Yeah. <laughs> now I am coming the to that. There was this helicopter. So, uh, oh, the petrols, the, yeah, the petrols yeah. cop who's traveling. Uh, that is, uh, also, what? also, uh, I think uh, 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 the two things in it. Analy First, analyze the petrols also. 
that's what he's actually he's just following the so, mm-hmm. uh, we are not uh, having information whether he was following hmm. but uh, on duty police officers do this hmm. in, in fact one of the most respected ips officers of my state um, very 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 tough police known for very tough policing in patna kishore kunal is also known for building hanuman temple hmm. at in front of patna junction which is a landmark uh similarly in this uh, guru uh, guru govind singh tri centenary in patna many ips officers did those things um, in welcoming and the visitors to so uh, it's not that on duty you cannot showcase your religiosity mm-hmm. means he was uh, uh, kavadiyas are not goons not criminals some of them may be they uh, but actually they are on a religious path mm-hmm. so uh, if he is so religiously inclined the officer he can do in his personal capacity it's not a uh, contravention of service rules at least the up administration decision but, but the problematic thinking it fit was uh, an instruction that yes. that journalist should find out that mm. is in fact i'm reading from a times of india report the up administration has decided to shower flowers on kavariyas during their journey so he's actually the dm had come out with this uh, so so it was he was just following what the up administration had decided on besides also the budgets has gone up you know that the they are on trucks and they are shouting from on top but you know madhu coming to your bit about you know analyze this rage where does it come from i think uh, it's very easy uh, there, there was this uh, story called an astrologer's day by ark narayan yeah where uh, it was a course it was basically this guy he i won't go into the whole story but the point is that anyone whose hand you see and you say the following things everyone believes that about themselves one is you give more to the world than the world gives you everybody believes and they misunderstand you. you are misunderstood you have fought a lot of odds to get to where you have you do not get enough return for the amount of work you do and so everybody has this ki bhai main kitna nek aur acha sabko deta hu dani aur sab you know meri bund mar rahe to basically even so the the kavadiyas are humans like others and they are the underprivileged they do have a shit life they can be kicked around by anybody and suddenly there is this one identity just like i remember and i won't take names although i know of two particular cases who were you know bollywood celebrities who roughed up their household help and uh, you i mean you can't slap you know your your maid or this thing and they went to the cops and of course you know the cop in that juhu area whatever will say dude are you kidding you know just the driver of the guy said sir ne bola you will not file this report who do they go to they go to the shiv sena and then they come and say really you will come out we'll drag you out through your colony all stardom will go up your ass so then suddenly then these what people say, he apologized of course he apologized it's not like as a um, th- that these guys lives are like that they get shoved around at every so for any politician to channel that into this zone of i will give you an entity that you can't be messed with that's what made bal thakre such a star that, that, that really shit policies and bal thakre did jack shit for nobody but he was untouchable one thing article 35a i was saying so it has not to be confused with 70 when i said it was inserted in constitution in 1954 i was talking about 35a specifically not, not 370 not 370 yeah, yeah. i think that you made and clear. then the responsibility and two three corrections i want to make slip of tongue that i made in last hafta just minor mistakes mm. the muslim quota provision uh, not uh, muslim quota bill moved by the then 
Andhra government was struck down not by the Supreme Court but Andhra Pradesh High Court. I had said Supreme Court. All right. Second is uh, sec- there is two Sasha. more. Two more. Sorry. So Hindu Mahasabha was uh, out of my memory. I said it was formed in 1916. It was in 14. So and uh, third is I flipped the other. Uh, that was obvious. People can make it out, but uh, still I am correcting it. That uh, Dayanand passed away in 1883 and he formed Adi Samaj in 75, 1875. And you flipped I, I, I flipped it. But I'm it sure died, people so. figured that yes. he formed it before he died. This letter is by Abhishek Modi. <laughs> Hi team. Thanks for getting Madhu back on the show. Abhishek, Madhu was always on the show. We didn't have to get her back. She was traveling. She was out of the country. That is why for those two or three weeks, she wasn't ma- she wasn't able to make it. But she will be back regularly now. And she was just, um, ha- had a bit of a uh, back issue which kept her from traveling too much. I have one complaint from Hafta. Lack of detailing on topics. Abhinandan has previously mentioned that Hafta is a free-flowing discussion. But it will be great if we can get some detailed expert opinion on a topic before the panel can put forward its opinion. I know it will not be possible to get an expert on every topic at the same time, but we can But we did today. get the expert. Yeah, we did today to record a video audio and the video audio will be played before the panel. Second will be a suggestion on can you have a poll on the website like on Wednesday for subscribers to vote for topics they will want the panel to discuss on. That's a very good what idea. What a great idea. That's a great idea. Mm. Uh, Karthik, why don't you do that? Our producer Karthik is that. here. Mm. And also, actually, we have, uh, you know, we have kind of tried to make this happen from next week it will become more efficient the issues will be sent to all of us 24 hours before so between Manisha Anand Madhu and me we will read up so at least we can give you a brief even if we can't get an expert we'll do our reading up so we can give you a nichode of the mudda so let's do this poll I think that's a good idea we should get that or we should just put out a tweet or Facebook what would you want discussed this hafta and yeah. just one day before the hafta we that's can do great. that that's a great idea thanks Abhishek 30 reporters without orders is your best show right now please use more of YouTube as a platform to reach the masses. Great work, everyone. Proud subscriber, Abhishek Modi. Thank you. Be like Abhishek. Be a proud subscriber. And Don't one thing I want to bring up about these letters, I got one mail saying that I didn't like your uh, interview with Karan Thapar. You will, apol- you will apologize on Hafta. Oh, no, I didn't get that. Uh, this I want to ask. Like, when you ask for an apology, do you actually expect to get it? And obviously you won't. So you stand insulted. Why ask? You Why ask? You must apologize. Yeah. Although we do have mail about the interview, dear... Sir, madam, depending on the host of the week. Well, today I'm sir. This letter is in regard to recommendation given in Hafta 102, i.e. the Karan Thapar interview. While I agreed with the prognosis of the issues with Karan Thapar and Latin's journalism in general, I'm afraid the interview wasn't conducted in the same spirit. In the age of Niger reaction debate, which lose coherence and spiral out and digress into personal matters, this was an exemplary example. Madhu, madam, I really respect her both as a journalist as well as a person having been a Hafta listener from episode 23. He really appreciates you. Makes the interview a personal battle and comes across as incoherent at times. There is a lot of presumption and prejudice attached to a lot of question and jumping the gun repeatedly before acknowledging response. What was infuriating, infuriating for me was the net result where Karan Thapa, despite being the buffoon that he is, comes out looking good than he actually should. And he gains a lot of sympathy. So I hear you. I hear you. I've, I've also looked at that interview very critically. The it's it's been an interesting experience. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Please read my letter writing for third time. Happy Dhruv, and thank you for your subscription. Thank you for your support. Really appreciate it. As you see, Madhu here has taken your inputs and 
we shall read the third letter after what we discuss next which is oh, the Oh by the way a friend of mine who's a psychotherapist mm. sent me a long long email analyzing my interview with Karan Thapar What was the analysis And it her analysis was that uh, you see psychotherapists come from a space of communication and uh, resolution I took her critique really well because I think that she was right in many things but there is one premise that one forgets that a psychotherapist would forget is that i'm not exactly looking for a resolution as an interviewer i'm actually it's a conversation yeah it's a conversation so if it becomes confrontational so be it if it becomes something which is le- left open ended so be it because whoever i interview even if he he or she is a friend at that moment is not a friend hmm. if i'm interviewing my brother at that moment he is not my brother so there is that distance that that takes place so that is on the on I interviews i loved my conversation with uh, christopher lyden which i highly recommend you watch it's a extra we have nl hafta extra the man who i have listened to for years and i think is the just most amazing podcaster it was a privilege having him right here sitting where we are and one thing i want to mention about christopher lyden how old is he 78 okay he's 78 he was walking around the media rumble hmm. with a notebook Hmm. and he was meeting people and asking notes. questions hmm. taking down notes and he sat with me and he just asked me basic questions about the media from 1970 onwards after he knew about the emergency of course but then he asked me about how it what it was he was surprised to hear that before the liberalization policy that there was only one channel the government channel right up to 91 so and the lesson i learned from him was that wherever you go take your notebook ask take down notes i completely agree with you his i mean his attention to detail and that conversation was so great what i loved he what i loved about what he said was i said what makes such a great conversationalist because many of the people who appear on your podcast and i sent you one of his podcasts on that guy you really admire what what's his name musician or he was a writer which um, when he died and he had reposted that podcast i forget it was the was. most amazing conversation he says uh abenanza and i always want to be a jazz musician and into you is like a jazz performance like i'll play my eight keynotes you play yours i'll play mine and then let's see where it goes so i just <laughs> i just i just loved how he talks so i just quickly wanted to um you know speak about this shahidul what is shahidul islam what's his surname so he's a photographer in bangladesh alam not islam shahidul alam was picked up by you know plain clothes men on sunday and uh, was uh, he was released in court but he was taken to uh, custody and under the information and communication technology act ict act ict act and our own uh, photographer celebrity and you know one of the most talented photographers in the country ragu rai you know wrote an open letter asking the bangladesh government to release him and um, you know i was just reading that letter and having heard ragu speak and his conversation with you one is that i, I don't know madhu says the guy has been released but he's in hospital they to the hospital they yeah. say that he's uh, he was tortured in prison uh, so i hope uh, you know we do have uh, in countries like bangladesh where there is a huge problem on freedom and i highly recommend the conversation of bonya ahmed with kanchan gupta that was on the media rumble do have a look at it to see what religious extremism can do and i loved how she said that's what it's done there you have to be careful about what it can do here and i don't think kanchan dada was ready for that spin of the conversation <laughs> because he thought it could be nice so um but what i find fascinating about raghu and without sounding like a chatu madhu and i see a lot of that in you you see chatu in me no 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 without sounding like a chatu hmm. even raghu i you've known him 
it's like he doesn't grow old you know there's this innocence and excitement that he has about everything about mm-hmm. a photograph about even when you see that letter yeah. that i mean you would expect a man who's in his 70s to be cynical about he ka bangladesh mein politics hai no. meri chitti se kya hona hai mm-hmm. but even when he was that photography you know that this thing he has this excitement about him which is so in, incongruent with his old personality and mm. now he's slower i just find that fascinating and there's also him. a lot of naivety in him which sometimes mm. i have to pull him back because i'll get an email from him that main kashmir se aaya hu aur ye suna ye dekha ye ye ke and humko kuch karna chahiye then i have to tell him kya kar lenge this is the reality tum karoge main karungi karenge kaun pahunchega this is like literally going to the border with candles mm. so um anyway now let's come to abp please tell us young manisha who would you happened? say who would you say in today's journalists or photographers hmm. has that kind of passion you know i actually find i my, i must be honest i don't know that much about photographers photography so i i mean they may be very gifted and talented young people around but i was recently introduced to the work of bharat tiwari who's written a piece or two for us but i saw his photographs from the rumble which he's posted my god he's brilliant even last day he's just the moods he gets just i was just oh, I blown away we should publish it we could publish we should image. publish them we should in fact ask him um you yeah, know we, we can, can do a photo essay we can do a photo essay of the media rumble mm. he's got such stunning pictures so yeah mm. so there were high profile exits from abp mm. last week Hmm. Uh yeah last week the managing editor Milan Kandekar quit uh Prasoon Punya Prasoon Bajpayee who was an anchor with ABP quit one of their uh anchors Abhisar Sharma's on leave I don't think he's quit but he's he was sent on leave and there were a lot of uh, How can you be sent on leave jao leave lo mujhe nahi chahiye nahi nahi tumhe chutti chahiye the standard in many television yeah, yeah, yeah. sent on like leave is very common ki oh, go achha. on leave oh, oh thank you sir that's nice though hmm <laughs> So anyway, it happened uh, in Mirror now also. An anchor mm. person was told to go on, or she was suspended for two weeks. There's mm. been a lot of conversation about what triggered this uh, exit, and uh, Punya Prasoon Bajpayee actually came out and wrote a piece where he explained some of the reasons, some of the circumstances that led to his exit, which includes uh, disruptions of his show, signal disruptions in his show, which were documented, and. Yeah. Uh, on four other abp channels punya prasoon bajpayee's show master stroke is kind of it's uh, it's it's sort of anti government hmm. i don't know if anti government is the right word but he does like in, yeah, if you look his, at yeah. yeah if you look at prime time very few people are doing what he's doing like he'll fact check no, every Manisha, claim that modi's second, made basically journalist job is to fact check yeah. and analyze what's happening in the country i really don't think it should be seen as anti government because mm. that is a journalist job and the gov- government should actually grow up and understand that we're only doing a job is not against you personally mm. when you compare it to other prime times it's it's a decidedly mm. a stance that takes on the modi government specifically so his show had caused a lot of issues uh, the management from what we know is the management was under some pressure because of his show especially after one of his shows where he interviewed a woman who was uh, on a conversation with narendra modi avp team went to them and she said that i was tutored and then there were allegations counter allegations you had no less than nirmala sitaraman uh, mm. and uh, the inb minister tweeting out against abp with the hashtag unfortunate journalism no, then, they, then they conducted a press conference yeah, with the where woman she where she said, said where no. she said i was not tutored yeah. then abp news went back there and then asked her were you tutored for the press conference and she said yes <laughs> so for babies being and uh, so 
the show was a big bone of contention even abisar sharma's video blogs that he were putting also were a, were a big problem because he also decidedly you know took a lot of stance that was anti modi government and the management from what we know was always sent out confused signals they tell them to tone it down and sometimes they tell me okay go with whatever you want to do and they'd invested a lot in the show so they couldn't also in the branding and everything so they couldn't take it off air either but i think what is to me interesting in all of this is that abp the moment this happened it was being celebrated as this channel like oh my god truth to power journalism and all that abp is as crass as many other of hindi course. it some of its prime times are pathetic we've shown them sensational no? yeah, crap crazy stuff. they do a lot of modi bhakti too hmm. but they every now and then they do a ground report which is which really changes the narrative and ndtv is that's that but no one watches ndtv so i think like whatever ndtv hindi does it's it has little impact abp is has a wide viewership so whatever they put out it can really change so for example when kasganj happened you had a dainik jagran saying you know hinduon ko hamla kara muslim ne jai hind bolne ke liye it was abp's reporters who first reported that muslims were also celebrating republic day and that it was a jhadap between the two it wasn't as if muslims came out and started hurling stones yeah. at people saying jai hind hmm. uh, even uh, the dera violence they covered it really well so they have really they do really good ground reporting and what you get a sense from this milan uh, the managing editors he kind of kept a balance of both like your crass kind of uh, sensational stuff pro modi bhakti kind of stuff and also a little bit taking on the government mm-hmm. and what is surprising is that now there's not even space for that so before 2019 you have no news channel which is going to even question the government on anything you have aaj tak which is not i mean i don't think aaj tak does that sort of journalism they have rohit sardana and all on their prime time z abp was one of the last largely viewed channels that went often against the government claims government stance to con official stances and so in the hindi language channel yeah, hindi and it was like i said it was not this great you know anti establishment journalistic enterprise it was very basic journalism they would do sometimes which also today is being viewed as something that oh it's anti yeah, government I, i think it's uh, i mean personally i think it's a disgrace the kind of tweets are uh, mr rathor puts out yeah. uh, and be minister and our ministers in general i mean you know trump is mocked the world over especially by his people for the kind of idiotic tweets he puts out uh, we have norm- for us it's normal we expect no better from our, our ministers yeah like why should a defense minister's tweet unfortunate journalism why no, and also the kind <laughs> like, of you know the, the amount of fake news that they tweet the amount of stuff the threads that they tweet which are so dumb mm-hmm. i mean you're a minister twitter is a dumb conversation place the dumbest actually but yet they resort to it but i do think that it what you said it's very worrying that and again people say oh it's been happening all the time and that equivalent sorry just i i don't buy it yeah i have been in in news for 25 years out of that miss there was mr ajit devagoda there was ik gujral there was the first two elections we covered and yes there are always pressures and there are always no pressures that's true but this what about re but it was happened then it has never been like this and if there's some this young this is beyond propaganda this old is bhakts who are telling me it has i'm just saying that this equivalence that there's always been pressure a the media has never been like this when there've been so many media houses a and the pressure has not been of the kind one sees today that is my view uh, we can come to anand and madhu i haven't seen major editors exit the way and the, the most has important this, thing uh, is that milan kandekar is not a left or a anti establishment editor yeah, he is he's a fairly middle he's road he's a really yeah it's okay punya prasoon bachwa abishar i get okay they have this they have this image that they are anti modi but they are anti modi I mean, we don't have to i mean we don't have to pretend that they are you know some objective people they they link modi to everything it it's not accurate but it's fine just like arnab links you know rahul to everything it i mean the people across what but i'm saying is that when you judge them from the report no one has shut down 
you know you can yeah. yeah i mean if you if you compare it to the groundswell against rajiv gandhi during the bofors exposes no editors lost their jobs nobody was asked to leave there was a lot of coverage against him they didn't like it there was nothing as and i'm sure they made this. phone calls i'm sure they got angry with owners and all but it never like you said resulted even, in even in ups no, time actually i never got a directly from rajiv gandhi's office his kotari were more active than i think he even realized and uh, basically we didn't l- listen you know so what you give me a call whatever or they but one thing i have to hand to rajiv gandhi that no matter how many negative stories and we certainly did do a lot of negative stories against rajiv gandhi's government whenever we met him or the next reporter met him there was always a, a start from scratch very um, tabula rasa i learned jo- new word jokingly like you know why did you write this and this is not a new carry on with business there was not a cutting off of access that didn't happen with rajiv gandhi vp singh the cutting off of access because he blamed us for Mandal, showing the mandal yeah. riots and the killing of students on camera he did for a while cut off access but lasted only 2 months or 3 months mm. and we caught him on camera when somebody shoved a mic when his car slowed down and he asked are you from news track and he and she said yes acha theek hai i'm not talking to news track and moved on to thodi der gussa baba raha but then they recover but this i think is a little stronger one thing i do want to bring in that something which is very difficult to quantify and put in a bottle or put in figures is that during the emergency when the emergency was on there were as many emergency bhakts as there are modi bhakts today mm-hmm. when the emergency was on i can tell you 99% of the country was supporting indira gandhi and that's how she was able to get away with all that she did because it was not just fear that people were not reporting it was also that people thought that she's brought discipline into the country peep corruption is down people are coming to work on time trains are running on time this is what we needed there was a fascistic support but i think support 99% of i'm saying of one strata of society i'd say the rich or the upper middle class because there was enough discontent for jp to make her shit up no, the other so, way around in fact will, it was I mean, the other way around i think it was the upper crust who were whispering against against her because there was that liberal thing that you know how can she curtail our rights to to publish and all that but the groundswell that you're talking about a jayprakash narayan had started before the emergency but after the emergency when he yeah, called and then that government officials and army yeah, should disobey I'm, they yes. actually feared that people may they disobey they did they did but when jayprakash narayan was arrested he said that if you arrest me the whole country will be out on the streets and go up in flames after he was arrested and this tells us what we as a people are about after he was arrested he was then 5 days later put in a car and driven around delhi and shown that where are all the people you said were going to come out on the streets if times now existed then they would have said jayprakash narayan anti national threatens no, nation what the point <laughs> the, the point i'm making here is that the mass very often supports whoever's in power as they did during the emergency the masses did not come out against the emergency they did not not in the streets not protesting there were a few things here and there sporadically there were journalists there was opposition parties yes but whether the streets were filled with people protesting it no we are basically cowards and we sit at home and expect other people to do the job okay anand your view on the abp and anything else i think uh, on all three say is to stakeholders in the whole episodes there has been a suspension of uh, sense of proportion so first uh, 
the people who are making allegations, the people who are outraging over allegations, and people against whom the allegations have been targeted. So first, uh, say people who are making allegations. I mean, Mr. Vajpayee in 2012 was here, and uh, he was uh, participating in a uh, panel discussion with Suhashni Hader, and uh, he said, and you can dig it out from NL archives, he said that we have a UPA, a UPA minister's meeting in which television channel heads are invited, and they keep a check on what is being telecast. You can see that there must be in archives. He said. He and said, also said they directed. Uh, they directed. They directed to so cover what? Uh, so it is not a new allegation that he is making. Second, we all know his uh, uh, advisory services to Mr. Kejriwal, the Krantikari thing. So, but what does that have to do with anything? No, what I am saying well, is his that his point is that he's he's political, politically. No, no one second. No, no, it's it's so, first of all, everyone's political, and that let banter me, let before me the sorry uh, interview is not like you said. It is common for cops to. Throw show any five minutes before and after an interview. Everyone talks about what are the things that are going to get you viewership. I mean, I've seen that happen on every single interview. I have seen pre and post yeah, role. Blown out so of I, it's just blo- talking about no, blowing I out of proportion. No, I don't think it was blown out of proportion. Mm. What kind of visuals fit you? What kind of visuals don't fit you? Should be an editorial call. Mm. So I don't think that was blown out of proportion. Mm. I disagree. Hmm. So, so third, now that is what I'm saying is that the people who are making allegations have to be treated with same sense of skepticism. Now, second is the citizens themselves. The lady has flip-flopped on a lot of things. What she is saying is perfectly understandable, in even in districts. In dist- the lady, uh, which lady? The one the who the, so, so, the one who claims uh, the farmer. My personal experiences have uh, taught me that I don't invest a lot of moral capital in ordinary citizens too. So they can be equally dozy. So what? But what he says is perfectly understandable. Even in district magistrates' visits to schools and these people uh, ask uh, teachers ask them lie. So it is a they're perf- tutored. Uh, mm-hmm. They're tutored. So what? I, I understand that the government would have done that. From government, the suspension of sense of proportion is that why overreact? I think it has come down to an ego class between the someone. Someone is alleging Mr. BJP president is step. Because it was, I don't think it was a very major story. At the end of the day, the import was that government was lying. Okay. I think the, uh, any government is thick in, uh, uh, skinned enough to stomach that. No, this one so, isn't. So uh, also in this age, you cannot control. Uh, in uh, What if uh, ABP had not shown it? And uh, some ordinary citizen of uh, that village in Chhattisgarh would have sought it and put it on YouTube that this lady said this, that she was tutored. It would have gone viral. So the government is stupid in thinking that in this digital age, it can control information in that way. So its sense of proportion is also not right. That is the thing. Also, this uh, whole presumption that we are living in a unique times, I don't agree with. So there has been management of information and management of information from very since the, we got independent before independence also. So it, it is not that it, every writer, every journalist, every media house would like the millennials to believe that they're li- li- living in unique time. It is unique in many ways, but not in management of information. Hmm. So I have 
टू बट दिस मैनेजमेंट ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन नो वन सेड इट्स न्यू यू हैव हैड एडिटर्स हुल टेल यू कि यूपीए के मिनिस्टर्स से कॉल्स आता था कि ये एडिटोरियल क्यों है वो एडिटोरियल क्यों है बट डिसरप्शन ऑफ इन्फॉर्मेशन इज समथिंग एल्स टेल मी ऑफ अ टी वी गाई हु सेट दैट माई चैनल इज फेसिंग डिसरप्शन ड्यूरिंग द एयर टाइम और एडवर्टाइजमेंट्स बींग पुल्ड ऑफ और गेटिंग अ कॉल फ्राम द ऑफिशल इन द आई एन बी सेंग दैट यू बिन वॉच द स्पेशल रिपोर्ट इज बींग मेड ऑन यू एंड यू बी केयरफुल आई एम नॉट सेंग लेट्स ट्रीट पुण्य प्रसून वाजपेयी एलिगेशन इज द ट्रूथ बट दीज आर स्टिल बिग थिंग्स टू से एंड द लीस्ट वन कैन डू वन वुड हैव एक्सपेक्टेड फ्राम द एडिटर्स गिल्ड सॉर्ट ऑफ अ बॉडी इज टू एटलीस्ट फॉर्म अ बॉडी ऑफ जर्नलिस्ट एंड सीक एन अपॉइंटमेंट विद आई एन बी मिनिस्टर एंड आस्क हिम इज दिस हैपनिंग दिस इज वॉट हैज बिन सेड वी आर वारिड एंड यू कॉन्ट ब्रश आई मीन ऐसे तो फिर हर कुछ सबसे ही हो रहा था मतलब दिस इज ऑल दोंग्स माइट है This is not a very unique time. But for tell it. me one time uh, where editor has come out and said this. Tell me of an editor who's come. Punya Prasoon Bajpayee has said uh, that UPA ministers. No, the losses of jobs. Uh, first of all, there's what Madhu said. The loss of editorial jobs right from Bobby Ghosh onwards. One is aware but of. Chitra Subramanyam has said that to see Hindu blocked her reports on. Uh, sure, Chitra. Chitra has said a lot of things. Yeah. But let's be clear. Chitra's reports were published in many places. Okay, okay so that, for, that we can uh, debate. Yeah, but no, no, we can't debate. What, what? It is a fact. It is true. But Today, people only know Chitra no, Subramanyam because her report was published. We cannot take it as a fact without presence of Chitra. It wasn't published. Chitra's report wasn't published. Without presence of Chitra, we cannot take it as a fact. No, we can take. No, I'll tell you what we can take as a fact. Published. Was Chitra's report published or not published? Let's be clear about that. No. We have to know which reports she says that they were not published or okay. they, she was. But Chitra's the Bofors report was published, and besides, ultimately, it had come from us. Ultimately, Mr. Vajpayee's video is also in public domain. Sure. Now th- the point I'm making is this: I find it erroneous and deeply problematic logic of comparing democracy as it stands in 2018 to some that happened in 1960. It is in fact according to me a very Twitter level argument because anyone who understands context understands that an art uh, that that uh, freedom of speech what it means in 2018 is not what it meant in 1947. What democracy means in 2018 is not what it meant in 1947. So you can compare on a mirror basis or a carbon copy basis let's say one term from the other but this harking back to this happened in you know it's like saying that of course it's okay for the kavadiyas to you know kill people after all you know when we lived in caves you used to you know hit women on the head with clubs and go into a you know caves and rape them so it's always happened i don't understand that that's that's not i didn't say that i know you didn't that, say that but i'm using <laughs> i'm using a figure of speech called that's exaggeration a no no it's not straw man i'm using yeah, a figure of speech that. Yeah, i'm finishing so what i'm saying that it happened yeah. during i'm using UPA a figure too. of speech called called exaggeration where you stretch yeah, the two extremes did happen yeah. in upa yeah. influencing did happen in upa of course propaganda that, that's what the governments do all our governments have done that but what we're talking about is a little different newspaper uh, nobody nobody after, uh, nobody came on prime time after radio tapes and said that akhbar padhna band kar dijiye tv channel dekhna band kar dijiye so what does but that so, have to do uh, uh, no one came on come on radio got a uh, lot of coverage no, radio but, got a lot no one came on a channel and said this kind of alarmist building that ye karna band kar dijiye ye band kar dijiye you are hating at uh, this is a sly remark at ravish are, 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 are,
like four editors have lost have. their jobs. I'm not <laughs> contesting that. So, that, but you're saying it's happened before. It hasn't happened before. Tell me, four editors lost their jobs. You know, and there no, will be alarmists. They name four editors lost their jobs. Editors, editors may not have. Reporters have or, or suppressed or may, their. Uh, mm, do you they, know they, of four? I know of four. Do you know of four who've lost? Can you name me four who lost their jobs? Four. Having taken on the government. Okay, Dilipat Gangkar was moved. No. Yes. Dilipat you know Gangkar was, was moved for a very different reason. <laughs> yeah. He said something about Vinay. No, no, what I am saying that reasons may be different. No, one, that, that no, 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 no. One second, there's not a reason. The that, reason that, that, for Dilipat, one second, excuse me, one second. Let me speak. May be, We're talking about editors losing their jobs for doing stories against the pre- running government. Okay, one second. Dilipat Gangkar lost his job because he treated Samir Jain like a twit. And Samir Jain Jen took his revenge and fired the whole editorial department and said the business side will bring out the paper. And the sad part is they did. Okay. Can I add something? Mm. That ultimately he didn't follow the management. He didn't, fo- uh, didn't follow the proprietor's line and he was moved. No, it no, was a no. personal thing. It was not he insulted okay. him. He so, just insulted him. Who is to say Tejpal lost his job for you know uh, allegedly molesting no. someone? Uh, what, he what insulted I'm... Samir Jain came into a news meeting and wanted to sit there, and Dilip Padgaonkar asked him, "What can I do for you?" And oh. he kicked him out. So I that is started not, by saying that, that he was management he, line. It's can I finish issue. two lines? Hmm. I started by saying that he might have been pushed for a different region, but he was pushed. That was a limited fact no, that I was saying. Because 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 it no. be, we're talking be, about a different thing. I, what I am saying that on proprietor's insistence, our major editor was sacked. Suppose Abhinandan fires you because you wrote an anti-Kejriwal piece. Isn't that different no, from him firing you? Fired me because you punched Isn't me in that the different face. from him firing you <laughs> if sure. he you've had a fight, a person? We're talking about editors firing uh, for I political have reasons. I myself said that this is not an equivalence. I said that he hmm. might have been Ajay moved for a different reason. Hmm. <laughs> you are not taking my sentence one and hmm. sticking to sentence two. Hmm. So, so then, okay. then it doesn't belong in the same conversation. Yeah, I think that, the point. That, that's what I said. Okay, fine. Okay, let's so now on. let's have one email. This email is from Lakshmi Narayan Acharya. Dear Bhinandan, I am Lakshmi Narayan. The gymnastics NL plays with his journalism is quite remarkable. On one hand, it soars to the skies with excellent reports on shelter homes and data protection bills. And on the other hand, it takes interviews of an interviewer about how he took an interview 11 years ago and wrote a book on the interviewer he never took. This interview makes Christopher Nolan look like Nobita. Who's Nobita? I don't know. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so Kuros, who is this person? Inception, I'm guessing he's Karan talking. Thapad. Inception. Karan Thapad, I'm guessing. Achha, achha, okay. Yeah. I like Madhu's interview with Raghurai and all the interviews that are taken by Abhinandan. He tries hard to be unbiased and creates atmosphere reality. I w- want to see interviews of some arm admis, farmers, laborers, actual chaiwalas, chaukidars. Good idea. NL can give voice to the voiceless. I subscribe to find some sobriety in this jungle of excess and honestly, NL comes close to reflect that. I know NL has limited resources, but I feel it can be well spent on rural societal issues and further the progressive project that the lower strata demands. Uh, I have a suggestion and a request. He suggests Vice SO6E14. I guess that's a show he wants us to watch. And report on conditions of Nairi Niketan and Ambal Niketan in Uttarakhand as Rohin pointed out in previous NL Charcha episode. Okay, we'll try to do that. Although I will tell you, uh, you know, Lakshmi Narayan Madhu had interviewed this young beggar who used to beg on the streets of Connaught Place. Remember in 97? Yeah, I used to it drive by him every day and I put him in the car and I brought him in to News Track, put him in the studio and I got... Him and his brother. Yes, he had a little thing little with brother. him. So I asked Abhinandan to interview him and I'm watching from the booth, mm-hmm. watching Abhinandan interview him. And Abhinandan's style of interviewing was like basically, Acha, bol, kya bol 
ये वो सो आई लेट हिम फिनिश द इंटरव्यू देन आई आस्ट आस्ट हिम आई सेड अभिनंदन डू यू माइंड इफ आई री डू इट माई सेल्फ ही सेड नो गो हैड हु टू से नो आई वॉज द बॉस सो देन आई री डिड द इंटरव्यू एंड इट वॉज मैजिकल इट वॉज रियली अ मैजिकल इंटरव्यू बिकॉज द लास्ट क्वेश्चन वॉज एंड आई आस्ट हिम कि तुम्हारा सप ही हैड एन एल्कोहलिक फादर एंड ही हेड सीन हिज मदर बींग बीटन एंड ट्रीटेड रियली बैडली एंड एवरीथिंग and supporting herself through all kinds of mean, regular means really difficult and the last question i asked him was tumhara sapna kya hai and he said mera sapna ye hai ki mujhe bahut paise mile aur phir main apni basti mein ek bahut bada khana dunga aur sare basti mein ek lambi si table mein baithenge par ek sharabi ko nahi main koi sharabi nahi aa sakega sharabi because his father was an alcoholic yeah. i thought that was a beautiful thing sapna that he had tell everybody to turn tea totaler <laughs> you tell everybody to turn tea totaler no but i remember what is what why this guy caught uh, i mother film was that he used to put his arm inside behind him like this yeah, and, and pretend, pretend he doesn't have one arm and when i started laughing at him and then he would then sometimes he'd be sitting in the corner mm-hmm. and he had both arms so sometimes someone would catch him and then you know try to and he'd laugh and run away and then was there gave to mother she caught all this she caught his arm tera dusra hat to yahan par hai so he cackled like a gleefully then i said under bed so <laughs> anyway so um let's come up with the recommendations and then i have a song let's start with madhu what are your recommendations for the week or should we start with anand oh, let's come from this side remarkable uh, thing that i came across i try to put in the ones that i read this is an amazing piece and i think it's for journalists to lean learn how long reads can be done and this is part interviews part uh, it's almost like a small book it's called losing earth the decade we almost stopped climate change by nathaniel rich and uh, came out on august 1st in the new york times i highly recommend it it's a great backgrounder on climate change and what happened from those days onwards new york times new york. and um, it's a new format i haven't seen this format before it's i think uh, the direction where quality journalism which will will move towards which would mean pay journalism because this requires time and and uh, investment and i think that this is really serious journalism and informative not boring i suggested highly anand uh, one i have already recommended that book on kaumariyas and pilgrims indian pilgrims um, that is uh, that has been published by stanford university uh, written by a sociologist vikas singh it's a uh, the moral protest of pilgrims the book second i would uh, related to media uh, media history mm, india's first newspaper bengal gazette so and there is a book uh, by andrew ortis which has come out last may Mm-hmm. not last may this may so the untold story of uh, bengal gazette it's a very well researched history of how india's first newspaper was published and what it ro- uh, wrote in its editorials how it was circulated how so good uh, slice of media history a third i would uh, recommend i think um, counter history and a lot of uh, facts that uh, we don't know about so uh, uh, being, i think anand ragnathan 
Johnson's intervention in the Sunday last Sunday debate on Republic, mm. on the state of uh, freedom of speech uh, from the independence, was a constructive one. The, if you get a chance to uh, watch the video, you watch uh, Mr. Rangnathan's contribution. Actually, I watched it on Twitter, but the circus that uh, Arnab runs every Sunday called the debate. I watched the first one, the first few where he got that Vivek Agnihotri, and so this so, one. But had, I think that's again the same old kid. Madhu Kishwar, it was. Yes, Madhu Kishwar. Because uh, what is that? That's from his Twitter uh, That's the whatever is from. But he has worked on it. He has obviously worked on it, and uh, the hard work has gone in. And uh, these are the facts that uh, the popular history books don't cover. So if someone has uh, spent hours doing that, it's uh, it just uh, enhances our knowledge of the times. Oh. But I just think it's problematic if it's pegged to ABP. I mean, if we're discussing freedom. Oh, oh I didn't. I no, didn't. No, Latian's debate was that only. No, Arnab's I, debate. Let me tell you how that. I just saw the beginning. I didn't. Haven't seen the whole thing because someone had posted this clip of what's his name? Kya um, naam? Arnab. He started off the debate with these Latians. Really, they are anti-national. They are against the country. And I'll tell you why. They, you know, when I saw that beginning, 40 seconds, 30 seconds, I was like, this guy's bloody insane, man. It's like I'm shocked. I mean, he is. If he had the nuts to do it, and the only reason he won't do it because he doesn't have the balls, not because he doesn't want to. He tied them up in bloody on pitchforks and is that he? The kind of shit. I, I saw the beginning. I said, "This is a debate." And of course, the luminaries of Madhu Kishwar and the intellectual sitting there. I was like, "Okay, okay." This guy. Also, I think as a context, it's fine. Like, I'd like to know stuff that we don't know about Nehru. But to use that and say, "Oh, don't cry about Modi government Latin's because jelly. you know Nehru did this." That's just to me, it's okay, just a what, non-starter. What I would take it from it is, is information. Sure. Yeah. In, sure. In, information from from point I, of from I did, I did like not, not know that. Uh, from point of view of information, it was. Good. But for millennium, many are listening to it. Yeah, but I did not know that. So, uh, huh, but something can be triggered to know more. So that is. No, no, but and and I, didn't, uh, I didn't say about. Satanic verses uh, I, I also. Didn't, I didn't say about uh, the whole debate. Only Mr. Rangnathan's mm. bit. That's. Anji. There's this piece called 40 Names of Clouds." 40 by names of clouds. Hmm. So this journalist and photographer has travelled in the Thar, where you only have 40 days of clouds. So she's travelled with shepherds who have different names for clouds. It's a really beautiful travel, come journalistic piece. I would recommend what I did earlier. I happened to be reading this book It's purely by chance when Karnadidi died. It's called Karnadidi: A Life in Politics by Sandhya Ravi Shankar. She is a journalist, or at least was when she wrote the book with uh, IBN. I think it's a good book in the sense a because it tells you a lot about politics of Tamil Nadu, which uh, you know regular media here, English and Hindi media doesn't cover that much. So you get to know a lot that you didn't know about. Like I didn't know that Stalin was in prison during the emergency, and you know Karnadidi. I knew that he was one of the few leaders who had actually vocally. oppose the emergency but the price that they had to pay even within family and the beatings that stalin got in prison and i like it because while it's not too critical of karnadidi you can tell that she is quite enamored by her subject it doesn't leave out the ugly bits it she may show code them a little bit but it's there so i think it's a, it's a good book and the second thing i highly recommend is to um, watch as many sessions as can of the media rumble i will not say which my favorite is not but i think they were fantastic conversations we're going to be uploading them as podcasts so if your eyes get too tired you can just listen to them when you're driving when you're showering when you're you know brushing your teeth or doing yoga and um, yeah i think uh, there's much of value you'll find there so thank you the song this week goes out to reporters and journalists across the country samajhdar ke liye ishara hi kafi hai jo na jaane 
हक की ताकत जो ना जाने हक की ताकत रब ना देवे उसको हिम्मत रब ना देवे उसको हिम्मत हमन के दरिया में डूबे हमन के दरिया में डूबे कैसी नैया क्या मंजदार बस News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.